Good morning. Oh, it's so great to see you this morning. Come on, give someone next to you a big hug. Whenever the presence of the Lord is, don't you feel like hugging someone or is that just me? Well, it is um, indeed our privilege to be here at this incredible conference and um, first impressions of you. Would you like to know? Because <laughs> you're going to get a first impression of me. But um, what I love is your sweet spirit. And I know that comes from your head pastors and your team of pastors and worshippers, but it also comes from you guys and I it's very endearing and very precious I can sense your love for the Lord and it's so moving and and I I know he's got great things in store for you today is anyone ready for their miracle is anyone ready for their breakthrough oh come on I, I need some faith in this place I want us to press in for breakthrough today and so um, I want to share with you a word that God's laid on my heart and I've entitled it Kingdom of Power. We serve a powerful God. It doesn't matter what you face, what you go through, we serve a God of breakthrough. We see over and over again in the Word of God, every time there's a mountain, every time there's an obstacle, every time there's a sickness, our God is there in power to bring the miracle, to bring the breakthrough. And that's what He wants to do in your life today. I want to stir your faith today because our God is powerful. Powerful. Come on, do you believe that today? Our God is powerful. And so I, I don't want you to leave your enthusiasm for God in um, the hockey arena, okay? I've seen how you Canadians are. Um, come on, you're a bit reckless when it comes to that ice hockey. See, come on, come on. I want to stay you today. Let's just let God be powerful and let's respond to him. And uh, this scripture that's just stood out to me so many times as I've read it over the years, 1 Corinthians 4.20, for the kingdom of God is not based on talk, but on power. The kingdom of God is not based on talk. Anyone can say stuff. Anyone can say a whole lot of words. These days, I love you is just cast out there, you know. Anyone can say that. But then there's the backing up of that word. And that's where our God is amazing because he just doesn't speak words. He backs it up with a demonstration that his word is true, that his word will overcome. And so there's been many times in my life where I've seen the power of God rock up and just blow my mind. Now, I don't come from this heritage like my husband, Russell. He's, you know, this third generation. My children are fourth generation, powerful men of God and powerful women of God. And, but I didn't, I didn't grow up like that. I, I came from the Catholic Church, and so I knew about God. I'd never seen the demonstration of God's power. And so 
my introduction to Christianity or my introduction to the reality of Jesus came out of my parents, their marriage breaking down. So I was this broken, insecure girl. And I'd only heard about God. I, I didn't have this incredible heritage. I didn't have, you know, parents and grandparents and great-grandparents who trusted in God and believed in God and seen the miracle-working power of God. I, 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 don't, I didn't have that. I didn't have that upbringing. But this is where God is so powerful. It doesn't matter if you don't have the upbringing. I can still be grafted into the vine. I can still have the power of God working through my life. And in my insecurities, and this is where I just filter God through my insecurities when I first met him. I'm not good enough. I wasn't good enough for my dad to stick around. He went off with another family, you know, living with these insecurities. So I filtered God through these insecurities. And there would be times even in a meeting like this where God began to move and, and people would come under the power of God and, and, and people would experience the power of God. They'd be on the floor laughing or crying or coming under the power of God and yet... As I looked at these situations, as I looked at these encounters, I couldn't reach it. I, 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 I couldn't experience it because I was experiencing God through my frail insecurities. And I was detaching myself. That's for someone who's worth it. That's, that's for someone who's, who, who knows God. I, I hardly know God. God is so faithful. He is always there. He saw my insecurities. He saw the rejection. And he saw how I was filtering him. You see, I had been brought up believing my father's word. Believing what my father said over my life. Believing that I could do anything because they're the kind of things that he used to say to me. But when he walked out the door, see, this is when his words, now I'm like, I'm confused. What, what, what happened to your word? You said that you'd be married to my mom. You said that you'd be faithful to my mom. His words now weren't true and so that just messed with me because I believed his words I'd lent upon his words I'd, I'd constructed myself on his words and now his words meant nothing and this is what I love about this particular scripture for the kingdom of God is not based on talk but on power. And this is where God began to reveal his power to me. And when he revealed his power, when he touched my heart and healed my heart and started this work in, on the inside of me, his words weren't 
without substance. His words were true. His words were reliable. I could lean upon his word because he backed it up with power. And God began to do this incredible work in my life. That's what he wants to do in this room today, whether you come from a generation like, I don't know, third, fourth generation Christian, I don't know, or whether you're a first generation Christian or somewhere in between. God wants to pour out his power on you. God is faithful to his word. He wants to heal you. He wants to set you free. He wants to empower you. He wants to open up this incredible dream and plan that he has for you. He doesn't want you staying where you're at. He wants more for you because that's our God. He wants breakthrough in your life. And so do we dare to believe that God can come upon us in great power. If you think of my beginnings, think of where I came from. (laughs) I I travel the world now and I'm still like this. God, how could you use someone like me? How could you have this dream and this vision for my life that I could travel the world and lead people in worship? How could you have this dream for me that I could write songs and that I can be part of this incredible movement called Planet Shakers? How on earth could you do that? Because God is a good God and because God is a powerful God. He is so powerful. And so as he t- took me on this journey, this incredible journey, journey that he had in store for me, time and time again, I, I realized that if I wanted to, I could actually agree with his vision for my life. And I could actually see the power of God move through my life. And it just came with me having faith in the mantle that he had placed upon me. Having faith in the anointing that he had placed upon me. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is on the inside of me. And so the unlocking of me simply came with me starting to believe God. Because of my experience with my dad, you know, that had got a bit messed up. But he started to reconstruct the insides of me so that I could now again believe in someone's word. We live in a world where people don't keep their word, but God keeps his word. And so let's look in the Bible at this particular scripture, 1 Kings chapter 19. We're going to look at verse 19 because I don't know about you, I, I read about these men and women in the Word of God and I am so inspired by their lives because I'm like, if they can do that, yeah, I can do that too. If they can believe God, well, I'm going to believe God and I'm going to see the same kind of miracles in my life. So Elijah left there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat whose plowing was being done with 12 yoke of oxen, and he drove the 12th. Elijah crossed over to him and cast his mantle upon him. He left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. And he, testing Elijah, said, Go on back, 
What have I done to you? Settle it for yourself. So Elisha went back from him. Then he took a yoke of oxen, slew them, boiled their flesh with the oxen's yoke as fuel, and gave to the people, and they ate. Then he arose, followed Elijah, and served him. Do you understand today that there's been a mantle that's been placed upon you? Jesus Christ himself has placed a mantle upon you. God placed a mantle upon Jesus and Jesus has placed that mantle upon us. We are clothed in his anointing. We are filled by his power and his spirit. This is the God we serve. There's a power and authority that we possess as children of God. And this power and this authority and this mantle will enable Enable you to do things that are way beyond your natural capabilities. It comes from the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We heard that scripture last night. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. This is this mantle that I am talking about. I am a testimony to the power of God and the anointing of God coming upon someone's life and in enabling them to do something they'd never dreamed of. I wish I could rewind my life and show you what I was like, how insecure I was. The fact that when I first started serving the Lord, I I, I served him in the children's department. And I loved serving him in the children's department. But then there came an opportunity for me to start to serve him in the youth department and with teenagers. And I'm like, I'm just as insecure as all these teenagers. God, why would you use me? Oh, my goodness. And like um, Russell said, you know, there was some really interesting characters amongst our teenage group. And I didn't really want to serve the teenagers, but God really said, come on, girl, you're going to have to do this. And, And so... I remember this particular night where, you know, I'd call them, actually, I hope this word is okay over here, but we'd call them grommets. I don't know if you know what a grommet is, but, you know, they just need a shower. They need to just tidy themselves up inside and out. It's just, you know, grommets. And so we were there and and, uh, so Russell, he... He was playing on his guitar and and, um, these kids were not connecting with God. They were not worshipping God like we would worship God. You know, they were like, God, whatever. And we were there and, and Russell got us to get in a circle and we had to write down a few words that we thought of God. What was their opinion of God? And And so we got them to write down three things that they thought of God and then they had to read these things out. And so they started to go around the room and say, oh, I think God's cool. You know, yeah, God's always there. And they just began to say these sweet little things. And, and then at the end of that, Russell said, do you know what you've just been doing? And they're like, no. And he's, he's like, y- you've been worshipping. And it was like, bing, the lights went on. 
oh, we were worshipping because we were saying good things about God. And then he just started to sing and lead us in worship. And for the first time, we saw these little grommets touch God, worship God. And so the power of God started to move. See, this is where the power of God is so powerful that even the worst little grommet, as the power of God begins to move, it can bring breakthrough. And so what happened is that these young teenagers, these grommet teenagers, as the power of God began to move, they started to fall under the power of God. And so just a few hours ago, they might have been saying curse words to us, but there they were on the floor under the power of God. This is how powerful God is. And all it takes is someone who actually believes, I have the mantle, I have the anointing, I have the power of God on me to see the breakthrough. It was so funny because this particular building that we were meeting in, it sort of had concrete wall to about here and then it had glass. And so the parents who were coming to pick up their kids from youth, as their lights shone into this building, all they saw was Russell with his guitar. Like he's just wandering around singing, you know. It's just Russell because everyone else was under the power of God. And that began this incredible momentum within our youth group that week after week after week, we would encounter the power of God. We saw these young lives start to get transformed because of the outpouring of his power, because someone understood, I carry the mantle, I carry the anointing, I carry the glory of God, and God wants me to release that in this generation. I remember one particular young man who was diagnosed with a tumor on the back of his head, an inoperable tumor. See, this is how powerful our God is. And this young man was part of this group of kids that would meet every single week. And as we worshipped and as we prayed and asked for that outpouring of God's Spirit on this young man, we saw the miracle working power in that youth group as teenagers began to lay hands on him and that tumour shrunk and it was a miracle. This is our God. He is powerful. Come on, he's powerful. And so if he can move through a bunch of teenagers, come on, he can do anything, right? And this was this mantle that came upon Elisha. We look at Elisha's life and he did double the miracles that Elijah did because he received a mantle. But there was some keys about this mantle that I believe God wants to encourage us about today. This mantle that enables you to go beyond your talent and your ability. This, this mantle that allows you to, to be used by God to see his kingdom ushered in to Canada. Come on, this, this, this mantle that will enable you to prophesy and declare and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. And oh, come on, this mantle that will enable you to break through in your business or in, in your workplace, in your university or your school. 
school, this mantle that is upon us that enables you to forgive and let go, this mantle that lets you be healed on the inside the, the way it healed me. But this guy, Elisha, if we, if we look at him, I, I, I can identify with him in so many ways. But you think about Elisha, he, he was plowing one of the 12 yokes of oxen. That means they got big fields. That means they got a lot of money. So he's a wealthy man. And so he would have been brought up with a completely different mindset to what he was walking into. When Elijah came and put that mantle on him, it was a mantle to be a prophet, but it was a mantle that was going to take him out of everything he knew. This place that he, he would have been brought up in, that, that what you do in order to receive um, your food and your clothing, you plow the ground, you work hard. You use your own ability to plough that ground, to grow that crop, to, to harvest that crop, to build your wealth. It's a mindset of the flesh. It's a natural way of thinking. Yet when the mantle came upon Elijah, Elisha, it was a shift into a brand new way of thinking. This morning, we need to shift in the way we process. We can't process according to man's philosophies and reasoning any longer. We are not like the world. We're just passing through. We've been grafted into the vine. We've been placed into the kingdom of God now. And so it has to have a completely different viewpoint. And that's exactly what Elisha had to translate into a different mindset. Instead of relying on the arm of the flesh for his resource, you think of the life of a prophet is a life of travel. They traveled everywhere prophesying all the time. And what they relied on for their provision was the generosity of other people. It's not like they had a big bank account and they could just go to the bank and get money out. They didn't have an income. They had to rely on the supernatural provision of God. We see that in Elijah. He went by the brook and, and he had ravens feed him. Come on, this, this is the life of the prophet. It's a supernatural life, not relying on the natural for the provision, but relying on the Lord. It was a life of courage and boldness. You think the prophet bought the word of the Lord and often that pro prophet bought the correction of the Lord. People might have been living one way, but the prophet came with the word to readjust everyone's mindset, readjust their living. So do you think they were welcome everywhere they went? Oh, yes, tell me how bad I am. Bring it on. Yeah, I want to change. No. So they had to have a new courage and a new boldness. 
That's what, what the mantle will do for us. The mantle of the Holy Spirit will give us a courage and a boldness to say no to these human philosophies and reasonings that are going out in our world, in our society. It enables us to stand true on the Word of God, no matter the public opinion of the day. And the thing about a prophet is that they would be the, the people that would lean into and listen to the word of the Lord over what people would say. It's amazing what people say. And often these words can shut us down or stop us being the people that God has called us to be. I remember when God first called us to plant a church in Melbourne, Australia. We lived in Adelaide at the time and we were running Planet Shakers ministry and it was lots of fun times. And then God said, you know, plant a church in Melbourne. Like, ill. I don't want to go to Melbourne. I don't like Melbourne. I like Adelaide. I like being with my friends. I like my family. I want to stay here. No, the word of the Lord came and we had to get up and off we went to Melbourne. And isn't it amazing that even in the church, you can get some worldly philosophies, some human reasoning in the church where we should be all led by the Holy Spirit and anointed of God and, and, and support each other when we've heard the word of the Lord. Anyway, Russell went to the governing body of the movement that we're part of and he came before these men and their response to Russell, who's saying, I, I really feel to plant a church here in Melbourne, their response was, okay, cool. Um, well, if you succeed, that's good for us. But if you don't succeed, that's good for us too because we work, we've been working hard for so many years. So if you don't succeed, well, that just, you know. Like, what? Are you meant to be men of faith? Hello? Anybody in there? And so the response was really negative. And then when we felt God say, the first service that we're ever to plant is at 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday in the heart of Melbourne in the city. So we had all these experts tell us there is no way that anybody is going to come 5 p.m. on a Sunday in the city. No one goes to church in the city. You can't do that. You can't plant a church that way. Hello? Has anyone heard of the mantle? Has anyone heard of the anointing? Has anyone heard about hearing the voice of God and just stepping out in obedience? And when you step out in obedience, the power of God will meet you there and bring the breakthrough. Has anybody read the Bible? In our first service, we had to turn people away. We could not fit them in the building. Why? Because of us? No, because of our powerful God. Because He is faithful and true to His Word. And when people step out on His Word, He comes in power because His kingdom is a kingdom of power. See, this is this prophet life that Elisha was stepping into. It's a life of the miraculous. 
It's a life that doesn't always make sense in the natural. We are not called to live natural lives. We are called to be supernatural, above natural. We are not limited by this world. Yet we have so many voices, so many people that want to push their opinion on us. You can't get healed of cancer. You can't get healed of diabetes. You can't get free of arthritis. Well, I want to tell you today, I don't care what your opinion is. I know my God. And through my God, I will do great exploits. I will see cancer healed. I will see arthritis healed. I will see the breakthrough because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, come on. We are a supernatural people. We have the mantle and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on. we got to get a bit more excited about what we have, what we possess. Thank you, Jesus. You see, we see Elisha in this moment where, where the mantle is being passed on to him. He has to go back and he says goodbye to his family. What is that? He's saying goodbye to his dependence on the world. He's saying goodbye to that old mindset. He, he burns the plow. He, he slaughters the oxen. What is he doing? He's cutting off his dependency on plowing the field in order to be provided for. He's cutting off that. How many of us have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God where we rely upon this world? I want to tell you our God is powerful. He will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. We need to shake off our dependency on the world and get our dependency utterly upon our God. God wants to do exceedingly above and beyond our highest thoughts and prayers. Look, I know it's challenging sometimes because in a church, you know, and, and I, I'm conscious of this in my own church that I'm always modeling what it's like with the ministry. You know, selling your life out, serving God in church ministry. And so sometimes you might think, well, I'm in a business or I, I'm just employed and, and I, I know my pay packet. I know what I get each, each week and, and um, that there, there's my limitation. And that's the very mindset that I want to target today. Because you've got to understand who your God is. God is not limited to your employer. Do you understand today you're not employed by your employer? God is your provider. He put you there. He opened that door for you and he's put you there for a reason to usher in the kingdom of God in power. Come on, there is so much more for you. 
God is not limited by this world. There are so many stories that I could tell you throughout our lives where God has challenged us. Challenged us to trust him. And I know sometimes the timing stinks because sometimes it's the 11, well, not even the 11th hour, like one minute before midnight, sometimes. It feels like that. But right at, <laughs> at that last moment. <laughs> but he still comes through. I remember a time in my own life where I needed God to come through. I was pregnant with my first child, Jonathan. And I went for my normal checkup. Now, it had been challenging to even get pregnant. I'd had a miscarriage beforehand. And, and you know, it would taken us many years to get to this place where I was pregnant. And I went for my usual checkup and... As I was there at the doctor's, she took my blood pressure and she was alarmed by my blood pressure and she said, I want you to pack a bag, you're coming back to the hospital tonight. And at that stage, um, I think I was only about 16 weeks pregnant. And so I came back that night and, and as I was there in the hospital, I, w I wasn't quite sure what was going on, but then they began to tell me that I had a condition called preeclampsia. And they told me all these terrible things about preeclampsia and what that meant, that it's a high blood pressure condition. And they just started saying all these things over me. They said, you'll probably have high blood pressure for the rest of your life. You're in danger of having a stroke. You might give birth prematurely. You could die. Your baby could die. It was a very unpleasant conversation. But as I'm sitting there and I'm hearing my doctor say these things, inside I'm going, uh-uh, nope, no thanks, not for me. That's what I was doing inside. Why? Because I know the God I serve. He's a God of power. And even if my blood pressure is high, even though I have this diagnosis over me right now, my God will move in my life. I know it. He's done it time and time again. I don't read the Bible going, oh, I hope that happens to me. I read the Bible going, I know that's for me. That's my God. That's who I belong to. Don't sit back and allow people to say things over my life anymore. I did that a long time ago. But now I knew him. I knew what he was like. And so as they were declaring these things over me internally, I am resisting this. I am instead coming into agreement with my God and the mantle and the anointing that he's placed on my life. I'm saying, uh-uh, no, no, no. But a big smile on my face. And then I had the pediatrician come in. And he began to talk to me about premature birth. He told me all the risks of premature birth and what's going to happen to my baby. Same thing. Uh-uh. No way. 
Like, forget it. There is no way I'm giving birth prematurely. I just resisted this. This is See, this is what the mantle enables you to do. It enables you to tra- transcend this world. It enables you to see things differently. The mantle of the Holy Spirit in these moments, it's like it turns on. And all of a sudden, when the things of this world are coming against you, that anointing oil begins to flow through you and boldness and courage begins to be stirred in you. And that's what was happening to me. I gave birth at 39 weeks. My child was perfect. I was perfect. I do not have high blood pressure. I'm completely fine. Thank you very much. Because why? I serve a God of breakthrough. I serve a God of power. He is my God and he's your God too. And he wants to move in power. Oh, come on, give him praise. He is an awesome God. He is so powerful. Yes, 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 yes. He is the God who wants to move in power in your life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's it. Thank you, Jesus, the God of power. Not of just talk, but of power. That's who we serve. Yes. Oh, and I know this morning there are people that are facing all sorts of challenges. Inside right now, I want you to look at those challenges and do exactly what I did. Uh Uh-uh. No way. What did God tell us? He said, speak to your mountains. We're going to look at these mountains and we're going to say, mountain, be removed. And we will see these mountains removed. I'm telling you, our God will break through for us. And so I want the opportunity to pray for people right now that are facing these mountains. I want to pray for the breakthrough. I want to pray for your miracle. I want us to go out of this place today saying, oh, i got a testimony. <laughs> oh, do you know what happened to me? Do you know what happened to me at conference? God moved in power and I'm healed. I'm set free. I don't have that addiction anymore. All my children have come home. Come on, church. Do you believe our God is a God of power? You know, and it's so amazing because, oh, God is so good. Last night I had this dream. And sometimes this happens to me. Actually, it's been happening to me a bit more regularly lately. I've been at conference conferences and I've had dreams like, I want to sleep before I'm going to preach. I don't want to dream and then wake up and then think about the dream. But anyway, okay, God. But I had this dream that I was, I was um, in a home and it sort of looked m- like my parents-in-law old home in Adelaide. And so this three-story house and uh, a large place. And I heard my son say to me, and it was him as a younger boy. He, and he said to me, Mom, there's someone in the backyard. And I'm like, oh, in the dream. Who's in the backyard? 
and, and I open the curtains and I see this tall, um, you know, built kind of a guy with sort of surfy kind of hair, like wavy, blondie, like typical Australian probably. And he had McDonald's fries. I don't know why he had McDonald's fries. <laughs> but he'd come through the side gate and he'd obviously been checking out the back. And then I watched him through the curtain and he came into the front yard and and he was looking around. And in my dream, I, I had these words, you know, he's casing the joint. How funny. Does anyone know what that means? Like, you know, having a look, see what I can steal. And, and I'm like knocking on the window and then I'm trying to get out of the house because I'm going to confront this guy. And so I'm knocking on the window and, and then I get out of this house or whatever and I'm like, what are you doing here? And uh, this guy got us startled and then he's trying to offer me McDonald's fries. Oh, hey, you know. And, uh, and I just eyeball him and he like throws the fries away and pelts, out, uh, just runs really fast out the front yard and off he went. And inside of me, in this dream, I'm like, there is nothing that is going to come and rob and steal from me. And I really felt the Holy Spirit say that there's some people that maybe their inheritances have been attacked or there is that threat of attack. You're living with fear right now about things being stolen from you or being taken away from you. But I'm here to come against that attack. I'm here to stand up and say that attack goes from you today. So not only do I want to pray for people who need a miracle, who need the power of God to break through, I want to pray for people that are living with fear or maybe your inheritance has been stolen from you. I, I want to take that back in the name of Jesus. I, I want to see you living and experiencing your rightful inheritance as sons and daughters of God. And I'm not talking just about a spiritual experience. I'm talking about money in the bank, things that have been stolen from you. We're going to see that restored this morning. So all over this place, if I could invite you just to close your eyes, search your heart, and ask Holy Spirit, is that me? Do I need to go forward this morning? Because I don't want you to come forward for any other reason other than the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. Not the peer pressure of other people, but the Lord is speaking to you. And if he's speaking to you, then I want you to come and receive his power. He is here. He is the miracle worker. He has placed a mantle on us. He wants to see the restoration of inheritances. He wants to see bodies healed today. He wants to see diagnoses broken off your life today. He is a powerful God. Can I invite the prayer team? I'm presuming there's a prayer team. Can I invite a pr the prayer team to come and begin to pray for these wonderful people and release the power of God for breakthrough? Come on, I know there's more of you. Come on, don't, don't wait another minute. 
God wants to break through in your life. He's the God of the breakthrough. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for that anointing. Thank you right now for that mantle that you have placed upon us. Thank you that you're the God of breakthrough. You don't just come with words. You come with power. So we release your power right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm asking for incurable diseases to be cured right now in the name of Jesus. I'm asking you, Lord, every hereditary disease, everything within people's DNA, God, that your anointing would come upon their DNA to bring their bodies into kingdom order right now in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Come on, let's speak in the Spirit right now. Invite the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Yes, Lord. 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 There's breakthrough here because the mantle is here because the anointing is here. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see you receive your miracle right now.